0: Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns, No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee and she is Tam.
1: Hey Renee!
0: (laughs) Miss Tam!
1: What's up with you?
0: Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to get my voice back. You and everybody and all our listeners should already know that I had a, uh, a three-day weekend in Chicago, and what a great time.
1: <laughs> you went there for a show as well as to see a show, or you went there for a show?
0: I just went there just to see a show. I would have loved to have performed myself because they did have a comedy diversity thing going on in the city of Chicago that weekend. But unfortunately, I wasn't there for that. I was actually there just to see a music festival, which is something that me and you usually like to to watch. Is a lot of EDM and stuff like that. So it was uh, really, really fun. I've a- always liked to go in there and, and like to do comedy in the city of Chicago because I love that city. This time, I was just there just for entertaining myself purposes.
1: Okay, well, not a bad weekend. How was yours? Of course, I knew you were going to ask that. I had a chill weekend as I usually do. I had big plans for this weekend, but it didn't quite pan out. Saturday, my plan was, as you guys know, I love the ponies. So I planned to go to Santa Anita Racetrack to watch the Triple Crown. The Sea of Justify can justify winning the third of the three races of the Triple Crown. And I got sidetracked because my friend, shout out to Aaron Torres at Fox Sports. He has a national show, if you like. Well, he talks about everything, but he's a college basketball, college football specialist. But Aaron hit me up and was like, what's up, Tam? He was like, let's have lunch. And I was like, okay, cool. It's on the way. So I'll stop and check you out. And then I'll hit up the racetrack. Aaron can talk. That's why Aaron has a radio show on Fox Sports and I can talk. When you put the two of us together <laughs> sitting at the yard house, Uh-oh. next thing I know, he was like, I have to get to the studio to record my show. And I was like, holy crap, the race is about to start. But since I was close, I thought I can make it. But then when I hopped on the freeway, I don't know, I'm sure not many of our listeners, aside from Cliff, is in Los Angeles, but we call it the freeway. We call it the freeway as in the 405, which is world famous or the 101 or the 10 freeway. Whereas I believe in other places, it's just called 85, 85 North, 85 South, 95. But for us, it's the freeway. I hopped on
0: <laughs> I know,
1: the freeway and was in for a rude awakening on a Saturday. And this freeway is actually near Rene, the 210 freeway, which you know. The 210 was a monster. So I was like, I'm not going to make it to the track. I thought about it. I was like, okay, it's going to take me this amount of time to park. I was like, okay, I'm not going to make it. So I decided to go home and literally, (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. It worked out though, because I walked in the door and they had just took off out the gate so got a chance to see the race oh wow and then on sunday i had plans to go downtown los angeles for this thing that they call soul session it was the kickoff because we're officially in summer and i just couldn't get myself together oh let me i've retracted that i I was telling you guys a little fib I did get myself together. That dangle NASCAR race was delayed because of weather.
0: Right. And I just kept
1: thinking to myself, well, I'm just not going to watch the race. But as you guys know, because I remind you every week, I write for the drive.com. And I usually do a race recap right after the race with the results and my thoughts on the race. Well, it's really not so much my thoughts, more so a recap of the race. But saying all that to say, The race NASCAR messed up my schedule. (laughs) I didn't even go. That is the update. Thank you guys for listening to Days of Our Lives. (laughs) That's right.
0: But speaking of the race, let's go ahead and jump right on into it.
1: Okay. Top 10 from Michigan. My man, Clint
0: Boyer. There he is again, Tam. There he is again.
1: Renee, Clint almost made me want to have a bush beer and I don't even drink beer. (laughs) I was about to say, wow. Yeah, so Clint Boyer, as everyone knows, was the winner. Kevin Harvick was the runner up. Kurt Busch, who was our poll sitter, came in third. Kyle Larson came in fourth. And shout out to Owen. Did you guys see the cute video that Owen? Well, first of all, we can talk about Clint's son, the video that. <laughs> His wife posted of his son, I said, Cash is Clint's son, because he was screaming at the top of his lungs. Oh my God, it was the cutest thing. If you guys haven't checked it out, just find it on Twitter. And then the next day, or it may have been the same night or the next day, I believe it was one or the other, take your pick. But Kyle Larson posted a video of Owen saying next time his daddy is going to (laughs) win. Okay, jumping back into the top 10, Paul Menard quietly came in fifth it wasn't much fanfare in regards to his top five finish because everything was about Clint Boyer and then everything was about the fours and everything was about Stuart Haas and we'll talk about that in a second Brad Keselowski came in sixth Joy Logano seventh Ryan okay was it Ryan Blaney or was it Ryan Newman came in eighth
0: I believe it was Blaney
1: I do this every single week I need to just start writing Newman or Blaney.
0: Yeah, I believe it was Blaney because I remember the Penske boys all reaching and uh, finishing in the in the top 10, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Okay, and then ninth was Chase Elliott and 10th was Jamie McMurray. The only other notable, and I'm going to say his name as a notable, only because his teammates were 1, 2, and 3. Eric Amarola came in 11th. Uh-huh. That Stuart Haas team is unstoppable this year. Period. In of discussion. And Ford, because they're behind the wheels of Ford's as well. Ford is unstoppable. Renee, do you know seven of the top eight cars were Fords?
0: Yes. I had uh
1: something like that?
0: I had read that actually, and I didn't realize that, but I was just like, oh my gosh, I was like, wow.
1: Yeah, Cal was the only Toyota. that You're right. That's pretty bananas. We had 29 of 39 cars on the lead lap. That's worth noting only because in the last few weeks, it seems like it's not been very many cars on the lead lap. And Michigan being somewhat of a super speedway. Well, I mean, it is a super speedway. Usually when we're at super speedways, we have a lot of accidents and then cars are taken out and they don't finish the race and they're just not on the lead lap. But we had 29 of 39 cars on the lead lap. Clint. Only led eight laps, but it didn't matter. He led the laps that mattered.
0: When he made that pit stop to get those tires, you know, that really was the one that won the race for him when he pitted that. Yeah. And I know that that was kind of like a an up in the air thing, whether or not the crew chief wanted him to do that. He made a gutsy call, and then and, uh, he came in, and, and it actually uh, paid off for him. And uh, Clint Boyer, for the second time, wins a race this year. That I think that's just fantastic for Clint Boyer. And uh, um, I mean, I know you—that's your guy. But I'm like just so happy for him and, and Tony Stewart, man. I, I mean, just to to see those two guys. I mean, literally, like I don't know about you, Tim, but these guys—it's like they're kids again. Like they're young drivers all over again.
1: Renee, you hit it on the nose when you talked about the gutsy call by his crew chief to take two tires when everybody else was taking four. That sealed the deal for him. At the end of the day, as a crew chief, as a team, you have to be aware of what's going on with the weather. And he was like, let's just get out there. And he got out there. And and actually, which is crazy, everybody was talking about Clint, the race he won earlier, as you mentioned, this is his second win of the season. That race he won earlier this season was a race before the break. Yeah. Even if you look at the weekend, Austin Dillon also won the race, the Xfinity race on Saturday because it was caught because of weather and he just so happened once again was in front when the weather was caught. I mean, there was much debate about that because some people just do not like Austin and they just think he as one... One commenter wrote, he's a lucky SOB. <laughs> I think that it's also skills, but I won't debate anybody who wants to just say that because it still takes skills, regardless how much money your granddaddy have and how much opportunity you have. He's won. He's winning and he has championships. That's he doesn't true. have a cup championship, but he's won on other levels.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: You know what I just noticed on the. Okay, for our listeners, we prepare a, a very brief outline. We don't write down what we're going to talk about, but we do put together an outline so we have an idea of some topics. Did you notice I wrote Austin Luck? You know what? I did not notice
0: that. I that's so bizarre. I I didn't notice you wrote that
1: <laughs> for our outline for episode eighty-five. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode eighty-five. <laughs> I wrote Austin Luck. I don't know if I was thinking about. What's the quarterback?
0: Andrew Luck.
1: Andrew Luck. I don't know if I got Andrew Austin. What was going on? It is ironic because Andrew Luck has thrown a football. If you guys follow football, he has not thrown a football since 2017. At least not one that anybody know of or that's been recorded.
0: <laughs> Maybe in the backyard with his kid or something. I don't know. <laughs> Does he have a kid? I don't
1: know. Okay, since we are on hashtag Tam's rant how about that NBA finals LeBron got swept yeah KD is our MVP and he has two rings he left Russell Westbrook and got himself two rings and two MVPs
0: crazy right that team is just stacked and talented and uh and here's the crazy thing Tam they really seem Like they really want to stay together like they want to keep playing together and take that as far as they can I think that's just amazing at some point guys usually kind of want to go in their own direction and maybe try to plant their own seed in in some other place and try to help others and try to help another team uh, get a championship but these guys seem like they want to all stay together and just keep playing and that's actually kind of scary
1: it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out because There was talk today about Chris Paul leaving Houston. Oh, you're Houston Rockets. And coming back to LA, but not to the Clippers, to the Lakers, and teaming up with LeBron James. Because supposedly LeBron James' son has already enrolled in high school here at a well-known high school that some other NBA players, kids go to. Scotty Pippen's son is apparently at this particular high school and some other NBA players. And they're saying that KD may come to LA because he still has his house here. The media, they like to make stuff up and put stuff together. My thought process is LA is so close to the Bay. Why wouldn't kd as in kevin durant keep his house here but who knows because he had this house before he went to the bay as in oakland san francisco california okay that was a easy rant so we've done hashtag where's renee yeah (laughs) and we've done hashtag tim's rant we'll jump back into some nascar it wasn't really much going on there were a few quotes and a few things being said mark martin Had a lot to say. Brad Kozlowski had a few things to say. There was an interesting article written by Bob Pockris on ESPN.com about NASCAR and the attendance for Michigan. We discussed this offline. The attendance was horrible at Michigan, but we cannot neglect to look at the fact that the weather was horrible. Clearly, there was a correlation between the weather and the attendance. It's
0: always going to kill the attendance, uh, Tam, and, he, and I, I totally think you're right. It just seemed, I think, a little bit more light than normal and just because of rain.
1: The question was posed, was the crowd light at Michigan a sign of the manufacturer-centric NASCAR connection failing? I don't really know because everything's failing. It's a sign of the time, so it's not like, well, I you know, I guess... Here's the thing, you see a sport like IndyCar that's continuing to grow in Formula One, they're not lacking either. You can't really say it's a situation where all sports are having issues because it's not quite true to make that statement. But we are living in different times where people are unplugging. Millennials don't want to drive. They wanna use Uber. People aren't as into cars as they used to be. The kids really just don't care about cars. Going back to our NBA conversation, there's a reality show called Shani's Home Court and if you guys don't know, Shani is Shaquille Shaq, O'Neal's ex-wife and they have six kids. Five of the kids is his and then he had a she had a kid before they got together. Or is it Four kids and five or something like that. They got a gang of kids.
0: <laughs> Look. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, I think they got a whole soccer team going on over there.
1: Well, actually, they have four together because they have Mimi. Okay, so they have two girls and two boys together. And then she had a kid before him. And then he has a daughter that he had before they got together. Technically, there are five kids. They were together since her kid that she had before him was a baby. So it's like five kids. Okay. Oh, why am I talking about reality shows? <laughs> Let me get to my point. My point is on an episode of Shiny's home court, Shaq's oldest son, that the one that's already like damn near seven feet that is being groomed to go to the NBA, he didn't want to get his driver's license and Shawnee was like your dad said you can have any car you want he didn't care he just didn't want to drive Wow, which is crazy but that's how kids are today for a sport like NASCAR to be suffering is kind of understandable I mean a lot of it we know is just NASCAR has done some things to turn off fans in general and they haven't done a whole lot to attract new fans but let's not forget that The kids these days are different. Like I'm sure when you were growing up, you wanted a Mustang, you wanted a muscle car. There was some car that you wanted.
0: Oh yeah, as a guy, and it doesn't matter what your nationality or or your, your race or background is, but from a dude's point of view, you always grew up just idolizing and just looking at fast cars as man i want that mustang oh i would love that car because it looks like it goes really fast and anything that you just thought remotely just went fast that's what you wanted and uh something about fast cars is just and i'm talking about just myself here but i've always just looked at fast cars and go i want that i want that mustang i want that lamborghini i want that ferrari maybe not growing up as a huge nascar fan, Tam. But just from a a, a dude standpoint, I mean, you just you just saw, you know, guys coming to school in in these Z28s and these Mustangs and these Camaros all fixed up. And I was so jealous of them, Tam. I mean, I I I, to the point where I was like, man, I hate that dude. Like, (laughs) where does he get off coming up here in a Z28 or a Camaro all fixed up? Literally, I want to just punch the guy in the face. But you always grow up thinking that you're going to drive some kind of fast car because the other flip side of that is that chicks dug it. And you knew that chicks like that. You pull up in a fast car or anything remotely that looks fast, chicks are digging it. They they want to know who's getting out of it. And you're just hoping at one point it'll be you. Uh, I oh mean, my you I'm going to be 45 years old and I still want a fast car.
1: <laughs> it's funny you said that because now chicks is waiting and the guy jumps out of a Uber, which is usually a Toyota Prius.
0: And it's okay. <laughs> and it's
1: okay. I don't know. I like fast cars. <laughs> My dream car is a Ferrari. I don't get it. That's why when I lived in New York, I was like, I want to drive. I don't want to be on this stupid train. That's why I left New York.
0: And you know what, Tim? just going back to what you were saying that, that, you know, the times are different now. You're absolutely right. My son is 23 years old and he does not have a driver's license and he is in no rush to get a driver's license. And he is okay with people having him drive him around, whether it be Uber, whether it be his auntie, whether it be his grandma or his mama. He he is okay with not driving, and he's okay with that. And some people usually have to to remind me, but they're like, you know, Renee, being 23 now in 2018 is not when you used to be 23. And you know what? Sometimes I have to stop and think about that. And and they're absolutely right because times really are different. It is okay to step out of an Uber. And still be appealing to a woman.
1: (laughs) It's not for me. Thank you very much. (laughs) We can jump down that rabbit hole. I know you guys are like, what has this conversation turned into? Well, there was a correlation. We were talking about whether or not NASCAR woes can be contributed to this generation. Correct. They're not really into cars. That was an interesting article. If you guys haven't read it, it is on our Twitter timeline. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook—you can find us. Username at turnsnobreaks. Okay, so the other comments I wanted to address were Mark Martin's. There was an article about Mark Martin's. He pretty much was like, "Here's how you don't fix NASCAR attendance woes." And that article was on AutoWeek.com, but of course. Uh, there are a bunch of articles with these quotes but I want to just point out a few things that he had to say really quick he said quote I think the racing is really good now but I I recognize the fact that NASCAR is not the only sport that is struggling with their fan base okay he goes on to say all sports are and there's a reason for that it's because young people have different interest we just talked about that renee we just talked about that and i just want to read a few more things that he had to say
0: he's so right
1: he goes on to say racing in nascar is supposed to be the hardest most difficult thing that you can ever try to do as a race car driver and it really really hurts me to think about if we're going to change that to satisfy johnny come lately fans Ooh. For our millennial listeners, Johnny Come Lately, just Google it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think Mark Martin told his age with that one because I I haven't heard that Johnny Come Lately term in a long time.
0: And that's actually one of um, uh, Eagle's songs that I I actually really, really like. I mean, I like the Eagles in general, but uh, I really like that song, too. So that's why when he said that, I was like, hey, that's actually a pretty good song.
1: (laughs) Didn't Elvis have a movie like back in the day? It was like Johnny Come Lately. I don't know,
0: but it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Okay, let me just say this for the record. I was not alive when Elvis was alive. I just remember (laughs) growing up seeing those old movies. Oh, no, you know what I'm thinking of? That Johnny and Frankie, not Johnny Come Lately. Johnny and Frankie were sweethearts. Okay, if we have any listeners old enough to remember that movie, shout us out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah because uh we're not you know what i sure you know which
1: movie one. i'm talking about right johnny and yes Boy, Sweet yeah. uh, mm-hmm. i think it was the jailhouse rock elvis movie yeah yeah. i don't yeah. know when i was a kid those little elvis movies used to always be on and i used to catch them on the tv yeah back to the quotes from mark martin where i don't even know where i left off okay i was talking about when he said that nascar shouldn't change to satisfy johnny come lately fans he also said What's wrong with the sport being what it is? There are some issues that could be addressed about our racing, but artificially making the racing exciting for a portion of the fans, I'd rather see that in yesterday's, in parentheses, Xfinity race, not today's cup race. So he goes on. I mean, he has a lot to say. and At one point, he was saying that he was speaking as a fan and not as a former NASCAR driver. He was like, I've bought into many of the changes. I've bought into the chase. I'm good with the playoffs. I'm good with double file restarts. I'm good with the segment racing. I like it. I said 20 years ago that these cars had outgrown Daytona and Talladega. And that's why we had to do, in in parentheses, go to restrictor plates. And then he says, well, you know what? They'll outgrow these other speedways too. Yeah. I just don't think making these races more Daytona and Talladega style is the way to go. I don't have a lot of interest in watching that and I'm the biggest fan out there. Like I said, there was one portion in the article where he said he was speaking as a fan and not as a driver and this is what he had to say. And on that note, I want to jump into our fan comment of the week because we actually talked about. That I did mention that we were going to talk about Brad Keselowski's comments, but for the most part, Brad basically was like, "Don't run that All Star package anymore." Right,
0: exactly. Yeah. Well, I won't say
1: he said anymore, but he was like, he doesn't want it to become the norm. Right, right. I'm right. paraphrasing, but you guys get the picture. So, what is going on is there's a lot of backlash about that All Star package. Drivers don't really care for it and don't really want it to become the norm. So we've had this conversation, Renee. I enjoy restrictor plate racing, but it's more so because I like super speedways. So I love when we're at Do- Talladega or we're at Daytona or we're at Michigan. I don't really care one way or the other about restrictor plates. I know that they're needed to reduce the speed for safety at a place like Talladega or Daytona, but I can give two cents about rest- you know adding more restrictor plate racing yeah. like i thought it was silly to race with restrictor plates at charlotte to be honest but that's just my thoughts but okay so we're gonna jump into our fan comment of the week and like i said i want to stay on mark martin's comments some of you guys may or may not participated in our weekly twitter party on the twitter hashtag nascar talk i'm gonna read some of the questions and answers before i jump well actually you know what let me not jump around you guys because now i'm all over the place so we posed a question it was actually q4 as in question number four of our chat speaking as a fan mark martin had a lot to say about nascar he said i just don't think making these races more daytona and Talladega style is the way to go, which is what I just read. He said, I don't have a lot of interest in watching that. We simply asked our Twitter friends, did they agree or disagree? I'll pick three random comments so you guys can kind of get an idea of what people had to say. Donnie S., user the dingo dude, he writes, I flogged, as in flogged, F L O G G E D, this topic to death. Totally with Mark Martin here. Keep your restricted place and pack racing and give me short track mayhem. That's the kind of action I want to see. Hashtag NASCAR. Okay. I'm going to pick another comment from Kobe, Kobe Lambeth. And that's user K O B E L A M B E T H. He writes, I agree. We only have four true plate races a year in Cup. It's Unique because it's not something you see each week. If most of the races use restricted place, then it becomes watered down. Would Eldora Weekend be special if NASCAR ran a bunch of dirt tracks? Hashtag NASCAR. Okay, I I can go on, but pretty much every single one of the comments starts with, I agree. So it's safe to say NASCAR fans really agree with, Mark Martin's comments that hey nobody wants to see all that
0: right the other thing that we have to, to remember and and think about too is are these people who commented back that are agreeing with Mark Martin in the same age range or are they younger and they actually agree with Mark, uh, uh, Mark Martin so and I don't know the age of the commenters but it'd be interesting to see exactly like what their age range was I, I just out of curiosity
1: I don't know everyone's age, but I do know Kobe is young. Kobe may be yeah. twenty one. Yes. I'm assuming he's around that age. So I can't speak for the other person, but I do know Kobe is very young. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Getting back to the comments. So we our first question of the day was a Twitter poll and we we simply wrote Let's Talk Stages and Competition Cautions. Is the competition caution necessary in your opinion? Share your thoughts. 20% of the people who responded said yes. 58% said no. And 22% said that's just NASCAR. Comments range, but I will pick two random comments. Patrick, as in Patrick D. Drone. His user is Patrick Drone, D-R-O-N-78. He writes or he responds and says, I think it's just a NASCAR thing and I don't question it. If you start to do that, you'll get frustrated. So basically he's like, it's a NASCAR. Don't even, don't go there. (laughs) And Cliff, Cliff actually, and his user is over the wall race. That's over the wall, W-A-L-L race, R-A-C-E. He simply responds and says, no, stop burning laps unnecessarily. And I lean more towards his response because I don't. I get the competition caution. Maybe when we have weather, maybe if they had to dry the track, they need to lay down some rubber. Right. But I still feel like just stop it. It's just burning laps. I don't even like the fact that between stages, like just run. You're burning laps, and you're Instead burning time. Instead of just time.
0: stopping and then starting over, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that one. Now that I agree with, yeah, and I actually kind of agree with the first guy too. I'm like, well, you know, I think it's just NASCAR, but a part of me also agrees with the next guy, and it does seem like we gotta stop some of it a little bit because it is just. I feel like it is just burning laps, and I'm just like, this is dumb. There's a ways, like, why are we doing this?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's NASCAR, but it is to me. I don't understand. But then again, remember when I was all for not having speed penalties on pit roll, and then oh, we yeah, saw we saw what happened during the All-Star race. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. And we were like, yeah. It was we,
1: pure mayhem.
0: We should probably keep that, that rule in check.
1: That's pretty much it. There were actually some good questions asked, and we got some good responses. A couple of people wanted to know if Clint Boyer would get a third or fourth race win. I left that one alone. I just let the fans answer that. Some people said yes. Some people said no. We don't know. We'll see how it all plays out. But yeah, I think that was that. Just a reminder, if you haven't already, join us every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Twitter. You can find us at user... Turns no breaks and the hashtag NASCAR talk for our weekly NASCAR talk.
0: Yeah, that's correct.
1: You know what, Renee? I think that's the end of the show because (laughs) there are no predictions only because it's Father's Day next weekend and NASCAR is taking a week off. And that is correct. It is a much needed break. I'm glad for this break. I'm like, oh, we had a Mother's Day break. Now we have a Father's Day break. That's right. and and will we be here next week is the question that's for sure i think we'll come back and do a very quick episode and give you guys our predictions how about that
0: yeah we can definitely do that and you know what tim just uh, so that i can uh, give a shout out you just mentioned it right now a few minutes ago because father's day is coming up i just want to give a shout out to all the fathers and happy father's day and happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to uh, myself. Happy Father's Day. And I hope everybody has a good holiday and enjoys time with their family. Enjoy the time off. Enjoy the, the NASCAR break. And then when we come back, we will all gather and talk some NASCAR again.
1: Okay. So for a Tam, oh, we're ending the show a little bit different. For a Tam, as in me, well, I'm saying, the, saying what you would usually say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. But I'm just going to say it. So, for Tam, which is me, and Renee, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. Okay, no, you got to say it with (laughs) conviction.
0: (laughs) Let's do it again.
1: For Tam, myself, and Renee, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Oh, God, bye.
0: (laughs) That is fantastic. Or you know what? What I could have just done is just said half of it, what I normally say. I can stop right now, right?
1: Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee.